like retirement. Now, who said that? Welcome to the Dr. Chris Griffin Show, your resource for leveraging systems and technology to ease your workload, increase productivity, and provide you with the time off you deserve to live the life of your dreams. It's time to practice productivity and the passionate pursuit of a better life with your host, Dr. Chris Griffin. The doctor is in. Hey, if, you, if you're struggling a little bit on that one, uh, it's none other than the current, at this time, the current Colonel Harlan Sanders in the KFC commercials. It's Reba McIntyre. I know it's a, it's a tricky one, right? Reba has had an amazing career, and if anyone is good at standing out and doing it over a long period of time, hey, it's got to be her, right? Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to another Chris Griffin Show, and thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Now, if you've been paying attention, we did a webinar recently talking about standing out in practice. And today, we have found yet another amazing case study to bring to you. So, I interviewed Dr. Ron Receiver from Louisville, Kentucky recently. He has become one of the premier implant dentists in that entire region, okay? And so, if that is something that interests you, or if you're just interested in becoming a standout dentist of any kind... You really need to listen to his story. It's really good, and he drops some gems all along the way, so pay attention all along the way, and I'm going to do my very best to draw out the best from him. But uh, let's just dive in. It's a pretty lengthy interview, so I want to dive in. Let's get to it, Dr. Ron Receiver. Hey, everybody. This is Dr. Chris Griffin, and as promised, I have brought you guys another standout dentist for this episode of the Dr. Chris Griffin Show, and I'm I'm so proud to have found this guy. As you guys recently know, we just did this webinar a little while ago on how to stand out in dentistry, and it's a shame I couldn't get uh, this person on that particular call, but now this has to be one of the best examples of a standout dentist that I have seen with my with my own, of course, I haven't actually met him with my own two eyes, but what I've seen with what he's done, it's really been amazing. So I would like to introduce you guys to Dr. Ron Receiver. Dr. Ron, are you there? Yes. Yes, I am, Chris. Okay. Well, well, the reason that I've got you on the call today, Dr. Ron, is because uh, we've been doing on this podcast, we've been doing a few episodes on different people throughout the country who've managed to find a way to stand out in their community. Um, and so, yeah, we've, we've done a, um, we've had a guy, we've talked about a sedation, a guy that stands out with sedation and pretty much dominates the sedation climate in their city. And another guy who's kind of dominating, uh, the Eastern half of his city, as far as being the guy to go to for implants. And then we've been also teaching people how to kind of stand out as a, as a community, uh, you know, if you, if you're in a place like we are, where you can do a lot of good for a lot of people, um, by helping the community, how to stand out in that way. But uh, I would love for you to sort of share your story of how you became, how you went from a, I hate to say the word, I love general dentistry. You know, I'm a proud 20-year member of the American Academy of General Dentistry, but from a general dentist to not a specialist, technically you can't say that, but but someone who's probably considered a specialist in your area. I'd love to hear your story. Well, Chris, you um, you said the word standout. Um, um, I like the phrase expert status. And, and so 
I'll use that phrase today. But basically what happened with me was, you know, I'd been doing general dentistry for 20 years and, and uh, you know, made a good living. I was in my hometown. My office was right across the street from where I played baseball as a little kid and right down the street from where I grew up. And, you know, I mean, everybody knew me and, and, and you know, I was kind of fat and happy. I was making a good living. So I didn't have any big motivation to change anything. But then, you know, you, you know, things started changing and I saw the corporate train coming down the track. And, you know, I started losing a few hygiene patients and things started changing. And uh, I had a consultant come in my office uh, uh, during that time. And, and this gentleman had been in my office many times and smart guys, you know, uh, and, and he said that, you know, Ron, you need to compete. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, you know, if you're going to grow, you're going to have to compete with those people. And I said, what does that mean? He says, well, you're going to have to, you know, stay open a night or two a week and work a couple Saturdays and expand your hours and, you know, uh, all that stuff. Uh, maybe sign up for some more PPOs. And I said, I'm not going to compete. I don't have to compete. And he said, well, you're not going to grow. And I go, well, uh, okay. And I decided on a three-prong attack. And this is just my approach to what I did. Uh, I decided to uh, go get surgical implant training. I'd been referring that out and then doing all the prosthetics myself. So I, I signed up at the Midwest Implant Institute initially. Um, I signed up for IV sedation training. And I signed up for a, a two-year marketing program it, what i call my three-prong attack and uh um you know i've i've implemented that uh and learned how to uh, uh create what i call my expert status um I, i'll give you i'll give you an example of what i call expert status my wife likes to play tennis and she's had ACL surgery on both of her knees and her knee collapsed on her uh, around Christmas this past year. And um, she could tell that it was dislocating. And so she went for a couple of consults where we live here in, uh, near Louisville, Kentucky. And the first person she went in to see was ready to was trying to convince her to schedule for surgery within five or 10 minutes of of her meeting the doctor. And she's like, you know, she felt like that was a sales pitch. So that didn't, she wasn't going to sign on with that guy. So she went for another opinion. And, um, you know, it, it just didn't feel right. The relationship wasn't there. And it just didn't, it didn't feel right to her. So finally, we got a referral from a, a friend of ours in Indianapolis and uh, uh, went to a, a gentleman up in that area. And when we walked in the room, we saw, you know, he had information about how he had done cartilage repair and he had harvested chondrocytes and grown them in Petri dishes. And he was obviously an expert in his field. And he walked in and he didn't hard sell us. And he was very 
uh, it, it just, it was a, it was a match made in heaven. And, um, he, he obviously knew how to, to interact with people and how to treat people. And he was also very clinically skilled. And we, we signed up for her to have surgery. She had surgery January 4th with this gentleman. And so, you know, that is, that is what I think people are looking for. They're looking for a comfortable relationship. They're looking for someone they consider to be an expert in their field. And there is, in my opinion, a definite way to create that image of expert status in your community. Well, so I know that you're, uh, I don't know that we've mentioned where you're from. I know that uh, you're from uh, New Albany, Indiana, and also you kind of practice in Louisville, Kentucky. Is that right? My practice uh, is in New Albany, Indiana. I, my wife and I live across the river, across the Ohio River in Louisville. It's just two states separated by the Ohio River. Um, but yeah, I just have one practice in, in New Albany. So, uh, so you've got the practice up there and, um, do you feel like is when you, when did you, what year did you start this process? Um, I guess, uh, 2009, 2010. And, um, um, you know, it, it was a growing process. I, I didn't have anybody to, I didn't feel like I had anybody I could go talk to or be a mentor for me. So I, I kind of, you know, uh, tested some things and, and tried some things. And, uh, you know, I, I think the education, I, I think the, what I learned that didn't work was more valuable than what did work. Um, you know, I, I think markets are significantly different around the country. And, and uh, what I learned from, uh, the marketing program I was involved in and, and the other 15 or 20 guys in my mastermind, uh, I learned that what worked in Houston, Texas or Chicago, Illinois may not work in New Albany, Indiana. So, um, you know, I, 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 I spent my time, energy and money learning the market in the Louisville metropolitan area. Well, that's that's really interesting to say that. So what I know, other, I think the the theme, the the sort of the binding thing that would hold all those markets together would be the expert status. Uh, but like what what's an example of something that might be unique to your area? Um, you know, we're Louisville is kind of a blue collar town. We have uh, we have UPS. The UPS hub is here and GE is big here and. Ford Motor Company has big truck plant here. Um, a lot of those guys work second shift and get off at 11, 12, 1230 in the morning. So, you know, I would run, uh, I, I've, uh, we might be getting ahead of ourselves here, but I, I, uh, I have, uh, I've tried everything from 30 second TV spots to 60 second spots to two minute spots on smaller channels to a 30 minute infomercial where it's just, you know, me being interviewed and I've tried everything. I've tried early morning, late night when these guys get off work and, uh, I've tried weekends and afternoons and, and, um, I've, I've learned over, over a period of six or seven years 
um, where I get the best ROI for my money. And the danger in someone listening to me is that they would think, well, Ron gets the best results for one o'clock Sunday afternoon, and they they may not get the exact same result. I, I, uh, I, I've, I've learned that, that you, you have to test your market. In fact, I have a kind of a smart aleck expression that, that I use with friends and, and colleagues, and that is, um, your opinion doesn't count. Test it. And by testing it means it, that's the scary part. You got to spend your money. You got to put your money on the table and test a certain medium, a direct mail, uh, uh, you know, radio, TV, uh, online. You know, you, you got to be a big boy and put your money on, on, the, on the line and, and see what works. And so it's a process. And, you know, I would try. Gosh, I did a I did a part. I did a piece where. I um, I ran a radio spot and it was about, uh, you know, a discounted fee and it being part of a research study and we did a free consult. And this is one of my hot buttons. You're you're getting me into one of my hot buttons, Chris, because huh. um, everybody offers free consults. So I offered a free consult. And, and, you know, if you qualify for this research study, you'll get a discounted fee. Well, my phone rang off the hook. I scheduled my treatment plan coordinator scheduled 45 consults in one week. I didn't have time to do any dentistry. I mean, I was so busy with consults. I, it was unbelievable. Would you like to guess how many of those people went forward, Chris? Went uh, forward with treatment. Gosh, 48, you said? I, I don't know, maybe 40, two of them. 45 consults that I did in one week. One week, uh, okay. Well, I, let's just say uh, if you were a good baseball player, uh, you know, batting 300, what would that be, 13 of them, 12, something like that? Yeah. So what do you think? How many How many did you get? One. All right. <laughs> they all wanted something for free. Um. Uh, you, you know, I've read a lot and gone to a lot of seminars by a guy named Sean D'Souza. And Sean talks about the mirror. And the mirror is the image that you create in front of your people, in front of your prospects. And when you advertise free, now this is my opinion. I'm sure some of your listeners out there are killing it with free consults and free CAT scans or whatever it is. But it's not. it didn't work for me. So. I did 44 consults, never heard from those people again. One person went forward and it was a small case. So right then and there, I decided I'd never do a free consult again. I don't do a free consult. My consults and a CAT scan, I do IV sedation and dental implants. My associate does nearly all of my prosthetics because uh, I like doing the surgery and I like doing sedation. So um, now all of my external marketing is $287. And that includes your comprehensive examination, your CAT scan. And, um, you know, it's uh, I market all in one place. You come here, 
You don't have to go to the hospital and spend $400 on a CAT scan. You don't have to drive across town to see another doctor to have your implant placed and then go somewhere else to, to get your crown. You can come here and get everything done in one place. But that $287 is what we call a screen. And you screen out the people that, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but that are a waste of, a waste of your time. Uh, I schedule my consults for an hour. So I don't have an hour to waste on somebody that's just a shopper. So, I mean, if somebody calls and they're ready to go forward, I've, I've waffled on this in the early years and it, it's scary. It's, it's really scary. But um, in the beginning, we let people pay when they showed up. And we've grown so much and been so successful with this. It's my way or the highway. Now they have to give me a credit card over a telephone to hold their appointment. You think, you think that screams expert status? I mean, I think it does. I mean, if I called somewhere and they made me give a credit card to get an appointment, I don't know. I'm sure I run off some people, but boy, when I walk into a consult, and they know I'm going to be in there for an hour and they paid $287 to get their CAT scan and to get an hour of my time, you know, you have a serious prospect and we have a high conversion rate. Once those people put their fannies in my consult room, we get a high percentage of those people that go forward. Uh, now that, uh, you know, um, I always believe that if you could get to the point where you could uh, charge for a consult like you do, that that would be the ultimate. Uh, I never got there. Uh, I never got there, honestly, uh, to where I'm certainly not asking for a credit card beforehand. So I, I guess that's something for me to keep looking towards. But that's uh, that. Like you said, the first screen's the price. The second screen is paying it up front. So yeah, you're you're getting down. That's a pretty qualified uh, person by the time they actually get in your chair. I mean, I'll be the first to admit. The first year or two, I mean, I'd have somebody walk in with a little card that said, you know, your, your, uh, we call it a roadmap, a roadmap to your treatment, you know, and they bring a little card in it said, your roadmap is $287. And for some reason, they thought that card meant they got it for free. And in the early days, people would walk in and they'd be confused that it was not free. And I'd cave because, you know, I was having maybe a little bit of a slow day or slow month. And there's where you got to have the gonads to say no. And we had somebody like that just a week or two ago walk in with a card. And he said, I'm here for my consultation. Um, and Jana, we don't charge the card till they show up. And Jana said, OK, um, you know, we, we need to take care of this. And he goes, well, here's my card. And he didn't understand that it was going to cost him money. He thought that card entitled him to free. And he got angry and stomped out. And you've got to decide. You, you've just got to decide. And I couldn't, I'll be frank, I couldn't do it in the first couple of years. I grew into this. But success breeds confidence. And you get to a point where you're just so busy that, it's my way or the highway. And, and, uh, so that's how we do things now. And I mean, I, uh, 
it, it, I mean, Chris, I, I've done, we've had some in, incredible growth and I only work three days a week. I do surgery three days a week. My associate works four days a week. I, I, I don't want to come across as cocky here, but the, the model's working for me. I just hired a second doctor. So there's going to be three of us. We've got so much to do and I'm only working three days a week. So at my age, for me to work three days a week and, and, and have a, a, a very, very nice income is, is what I've always wanted my whole life. So it's, it's uh, what, what I've worked the last six or seven years toward. Well, so, so let me ask you, yes, what I, I know you actually, uh, you are hosting a seminar coming up in May where you're going to teach folks how you got to this point, right? So what, what made you think that that, hey, I'm going to go ahead now that I've achieved what I've wanted to do, that I'm going to go ahead and teach other people how to do it for themselves. Because well, I'm going to tell you, I, take, I think that is one of the, the best things that a person could do is share once they've had some accomplishments. So a lot of people don't feel that way, but obviously you do. So what made you decide to do that? Um, you know, it's going to sound cheesy for me to say it, you know, I'm not doing it because uh, I could make money or whatever, but you know, uh, Chris, I'm, I'm 60 years old and, um, you know, I, I, I don't like everything that's happened in dentistry the last seven, eight, 10 years. You know, I see guys getting out of school with, uh, three and $400,000 worth of educational debt and, and, uh, you know, I, I, I had a blast when I hired my my associate that works for me now uh, uh, and 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 mentoring him. And he watches over my shoulder when when I do surgery and and when I place implants and, and do sedation. I mean, I really I really do enjoy it. And, and if that sounds uh, cheesy or something, so be it. But um, I, I, I get it. I get a kick out of it. And uh you know, sometimes you reach a point in your life, especially at my age, where it's not always about the money. I mean, I continue to work because I really do enjoy what I do. And so I, I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be fun to have a mastermind and trade ideas. And I, I'd love to. I mean, I don't know if I can say it the way I want to say it, but I'd love to kick corporates. But, you know, they've they've changed my profession over my career and. You know, I, I just get a charge out of it. So, um, you know, you got to think about it this way, Chris. The people that are going to potentially come to, to listen to me speak aren't my competitors. They're in other cities and states. They're not going to take patients out of my chair. So I don't mind sharing what I've learned. If I can teach somebody else something, uh, you know, I, I'd enjoy it. And, uh, um, it's, it's been fun for me. You know, I, 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 about 10 years ago, I went to Las Vegas on a weekend. I thought I was pretty hot stuff playing poker, you know, and got out there and, uh, ran into a Purdue guy. And if you, anybody online is, uh, an Indiana grad, Indiana Purdue's like North Carolina and Duke or Louisville and Kentucky. And he's like, what are you doing out here? And I said, well, I, I like playing cards. He said, they're going to take your lunch from you. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, you don't play cards every day. You're a damn dentist. Pardon my language, Chris. You're a dentist 
you play just now and then. They're going to take your lunch from you. So I learned that gambling wasn't my thing. But I tell you, this process of learning my market, putting my money on the table, was exciting, challenging, and scary. I mean, you've got to, if anybody wants to grow like I've grown, they're going to have to have a little bit of guts because they're going to have to throw a few thousand dollars on the table and be willing to maybe have a campaign that kind of flops. My radio campaign, I spent five, six thousand dollars and it didn't do much of anything. You know, I tested it for four or five months, never really produced a whole lot. I might have broke even. I probably lost money. But I learned that the way I did that research study and the free consult and the discounted rate, the way I was told it would work, it didn't work worth a hill of beans for me. So for me, it's it's fun. I I enjoy figuring out what the market will give me. But uh, you got to be willing to do a little bit of gambling. Well, you know, uh, my my father is a banker. My family, they've got a little bank here in Mississippi. And uh, he said that dentists are the world's worst at losing money, a lot of money, doing stuff that they have no expertise in whatsoever. So, uh, you know, I think that it, it just knowing that, knowing that dentists are real bad about wanting to do something else and losing money at it, this is really a great way that a person could take a chance, but sort of stay in the realm of their own expertise. Well, this is going to sound like a sales pitch, Chris, but I, I know it to be true. What took me seven years, I'm convinced. I heard a guy many years ago say, I could move to a new city. And from what I've learned in a 20 year career, what took 20 years to build, I could build in three to five. Well, it's my opinion from what I've learned over maybe seven years. I got my CAT scan in June of 2017. That was a landmark for me to have my own CAT scan in my office. Um, You know, it's about seven years. I'm convinced that if I moved to a new city for some reason had to do that, I could rebuild this thing in three years, maybe four. Because I know I'm, I've made all the stupid mistakes. And I mean, I, I think I can teach some uh, guys what not to do, but they're going to have to be a little bit of a risk taker. They're going to have to be willing to take a chance on a few things and test their market. I mean, I've got ideas about what I call short format and long format, you know, 30 second spots versus 30 minute spots, you know what I call one hit wonders, you know, a full page in the local ladies magazine, you know, the Kentucky Derby's in my town. And I spent so much money. I spent 1500 or $2,000 on a one page thing in these ladies magazines. And I'll bet you somebody listening to this will say, Oh, I did that. Well, I never got squat out of anything short format. It's all about building a relationship. And the way you become an expert in your prospect's eyes is, you know, you're not only the expert clinically, but you've got to build a relationship with them so they feel like they can trust you. So, you know, you can't earn trust in 
in a 30 second TV spot or in a, uh, a one, one time ad in the paper. Um, there's, there's ways that I figured out how to build relationships so that you'd be amazed how many times I walk in my consult room and the patient looks at me and says, ah, movie star just walked in the room. And I go, I don't know what you mean. She goes, well, I see you all the time on TV. So we do the consult and I get done and I leave the room and the patient, I can't tell you how frequently it's more frequent than I expected would tell Denise, my treatment plan coordinator, they, she would say, I knew I was going to have Dr. Receiver do the treatment for me before I ever even got here. And I'm like blown away by that because I'm like, wow, I mean, that's crazy. But, you know, they see me on TV. They opt in to get my free book. And my book is written in my in my words and they read the book and they feel like they get to know me. They they get a shock and all package with boatloads of information. My website is I mean, I've put a huge amount of effort into my website. I, I try to separate myself and make myself look different than everybody else. I try to make myself look like that orthopedic surgeon that did my wife's knee. You know, it was obvious as soon as we walked in his room that he was the man. He did 400 cases of research on learning how to repair cartilage. And I had other doctors say, oh, you can't do that. You know, that doesn't work. That's still in trial. You know, that's, and when you walk into his room, he's like, I've done 400 cases. Um, I go, well, why do other doctors say that doesn't work? He goes, I, I don't know. So there's a way to, to separate yourself from corporate. There's a way to make yourself look like the expert. Uh, and and I, I've, I, I've, I've learned a lot, you know, uh, over this journey that I've been on the last six or seven years. Do you uh, do you ever catch any flack from your dental school buddies or anything about being on TV and stuff all the time? <laughs> I just finished a peer review thing. Uh, I was one of the three guys judging, you know, somebody's case. And um, um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, when you're doing IV sedation and implants, I mean, I do everything strictly by the book because you know, I'm a GP and I'm sure the oral surgeons are not thrilled to death with me taking patients out of their chair. Um, you know, I've had oral surgeons really proud of the fact that they do a hundred or 150 implants a year and we're doing, you know, a whole lot more than that. And, and, uh, so I'm, I'm careful because I, I think, uh, you know, I think I could be an easy target if, if I had an unhappy patient. So we work really hard at, you know, getting medical clearance for everything and doing everything strictly by the book. You know, everything is, is, uh, clinically the, to the best of our ability. Well, you know, uh, yeah, I've heard it said many times from the front of the room at a seminar said, if you, if you do, uh, ortho, you should, do ortho to the level of the orthodontist. If you do sedation, you should do it to the level of the oral surgeon. But I say, 
you really need to be, you might need to even be better than that because if you're a general dentist doing that, you don't have your specialty certificate to fall back on if there's an adverse outcome, you know? Well, I don't know what the certificate does for you, Chris, but I know that um, if I had to be in front of peer review, the only guys that that um, they're going to recruit, because I, I was on the other side of the table, and, you know, who does implants? Mostly oral surgeons. So, you know, the peer review committee is going to be set up. There's going to be an oral surgeon or two on there. And I, I don't anticipate, I wouldn't expect to get any kind of uh, preferential treatment. So, yeah, I, I'm, I make sure that, you know, if, I mean, I've had patients with large lesions that's just simply above my skill level. And I refer them out. If if I don't have a high level of confidence in what I'm doing, I don't do it. So, um, you know, we're careful and we do what, what we think is judicious. But, you know, I've had patients with, you know, impacted third molars with huge lesions. And, you know, it's a wonder they didn't have a fractured mandible or, you know, you, you, you see crazy things over a career. And, uh, I refer things out unless I, I'm, I have a high level of confidence that I can handle it. No, I hear you. You know, uh, I, one of the one of my friends from dental school is a big advertiser in Memphis. He's on, like you said, he's got the infomercials, billboards, uh, spots on all the cable networks and stuff. And now I'm gonna tell you, when we have our yearly golf matches, it's pretty relentless. Uh, we call him Hollywood, and uh, you know, we make fun of. Like we can all quote some of the things he says in his TV spots and stuff, so it's pretty it's pretty good fodder for your friends, you know. So you you just uh, you just have to be ready for that if you're going to get on TV. I think that might that might hold off, you know. Some dentists probably wouldn't do that just because of that reason. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure some people don't. You know, I I'm not a real social guy. I, I you know, by the time I have three kids and three grandkids and. And, um, you know, I, I work a lot and, uh, um, my daughter is a, is a collegiate athlete and, and I like doing woodworking. And by the time I, I do all those things, my, my life is full and, uh, you know, uh, so I, I don't hang out and socialize a lot. Um, but that's, that's just my personality. I, I enjoy being at the office three three days a week. And then I go in the fourth day occasionally and prep abutments or do some lab work or piddle around or, or I stay home and do some woodworking. So, uh, you know, I, I guess uh, the guys out there that like to play golf a couple of days a week may not be, uh, may not be the one that, that wants to jump into what I did, because I will tell you that, that, what what I did over the last seven years took a whole lot of work and and unless it was someone that was willing to to put in the time and energy it, it you know it, it's it's not something that's just going to fall in your lap you you got to drive it you got to push it well you know that's the truth like the the doctor we just talked to who was you know becoming the implant guy um, in Nashville he he conservatively estimated that he had spent two hundred thousand dollars on training in the last 10 years and travel you know and uh, and then equipment of course way more than that obviously 
Um, and so that's 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 a pretty significant um, pretty significant thing that you have to go through to be able to get good at it. Of course, when you obviously implants are very uh, profitable. I mean, I don't even do many implants. Uh, you know, two to four a month probably, but but that's pro- very profitable things. I mean, they're very you know very i just do the predictable ones these days uh but they're very profitable i looked at my year-end stuff the other day and they're very implants are great there's no doubt about it uh, once you get into it so i think that's another thing going back to your seminar allowing people to piggyback off of all your investments and all of your you know all of your sweat equity if you will the things that you've done wrong that'd be worth a lot just knowing everything you did that did not work yeah, I mean, I there's been some pain. I mean, there's no question. I, I've learned, I've learned that uh, you know, it 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 took a, a commitment to um, not giving up. I mean, there's been a, a several times along the way that's like, wow, you know, that kind of hurt. I spent ten grand on that campaign and. Uh, you know, that did okay. I broke even, but boy, I put so much time into it. You gotta be, you gotta be willing to just push ahead if, but that's the way with everything in life, Chris, you know, I don't know anything that I've ever done. That's been really good. That, that was really easy. Um, so I, I'm not trying to, to convince people that, you know, I, I think there's some people in the world that think there's a, a magic pill or that. I love that commercial that got the easy button. What's that Home Depot or Office Depot or something? Yeah, Staples maybe, something Staples, like that. Yeah, Staples, the easy button. You know, there, there's nothing easy. Uh, if it's easy, it, 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 it's never been great for me. Yeah, well, Staples just went out of business in Tupelo, Mississippi, so I don't know. Maybe the easy <laughs> button didn't work for them either, right? Yeah, it probably didn't work for them, did it? Oh man, um, uh, you know I, this. You just talked about. Uh, I know we're kind of we're kind of going uh, hither and yon here, but I, I I was I just had a thought about. You talked about stuff that works for some people doesn't work for other people, like uh, like the advertising. I used to ha- hear people tell, and this is back when I was doing IV sedation. I used to hear people tell me all the time, "Oh gosh, these radio ads are so expensive." You know, you just you can't make any money running these radio ads. These radio ads are so expensive. Um, and and I guess that was true. The people that were saying that, though, they were all in big cities. And so one day I just decided, heck, I'm just going to try it. So I called up and I wanted to get on the Dave Ramsey show because he was super popular around here. And um, would you believe that, like, if you're in Nashville, uh, Dave Ramsey, just to run a reasonable amount of spots, you know, could be three or four grand. But in Ripley, Mississippi, it was 400 bucks a month, and he ran like six spots a day. Wow. Um, and so we, I mean, we absolutely killed it, but we would have never have, you know, if I'd listened to what everybody else said about it, I would have never tried it. I would never made the phone call. You know, yeah, the cities are different. I mean, I, I've got a friend in Chicago, and I mean, that's, it's just a different market. It's a tougher market and you've got to be creative. You've got to find ways to get in front of people. And, um, I mean, I'll give you for instance, I hear you talk about marketing IV sedation. I hear guys talk about how they market sedation and how profitable it's been. 
I have tried to market sedation, radio, direct mail, postcards, you name it. I've tried to market sedation standalone and it's never worked out for me because I don't think that you're, I mean, I'm giving away my secrets here, Chris, but I don't think you're, you're building a relationship. That's just a tool. And I refuse at this point, I don't market anything standalone like sedation. If I'm going to do a marketing campaign, it's going to be build the relationship, create trust, and it, it'll be, oh, by the way, we're kinder and gentler because we can offer IV sedation, but we can also make you have a pretty smile and, and we can do it all in one place. And, uh, you know, uh, we do uh, uh, procedures where I got to be careful if I don't step on uh, on some trademarks here. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, where where you place implants and put in their teeth in the same day. Um, so uh, I think you've got to create expert status, build a relationship. When you when you are a, a plumber and all you talk about is some tool you have. I just don't believe it works. It's never worked for me. And that's a lot of what I've learned is you can't market some little piece of what you do as a miraculous tool. You got to build a relationship and create expert status. And uh, when you create that expert status and, and then you also show people that you're human and they feel like they can talk to you and, and you're not the almighty doctor uh, in fact, I have a friend, it's a, actually a cousin of mine, it's a retired physician, and he's a great guy. He's in his 80s now, and he said when he talked to a patient, he always made sure he was sitting on a stool, and his face was below the patient's face so that he didn't threaten the patient and, and that he felt, the patient felt safe with him. It was a uh, you know, it's it's all about human nature. It's not about IV sedation or sticking an implant in their in their jaw. It's expert status and relationships and and trust. And uh, I I think a lot of people miss that. Oh, that's yeah. I mean, that's that goes back to uh, you probably having a lot more experience in marketing than most dentists. Um, absolutely. Yes, that's that's what we as dentists, right? We're I don't know why, for whatever reason, we're probably suckers for features on things. But, you know, if you just if you run an ad and all you talk about is the features of the of the thing you're trying to do. I mean, I don't know that it's ever going to work uh, or for sure. Not the dentists, way you'd like it to. Dentists are gadget guys. And I had an associate years ago that was convinced that if he had 20 plaques on the wall and did all the CE in the world, that people would just storm the front door and he just didn't have the people skills and the ability to create trust in the prospect or in the patient to sell dentistry. I mean, it's, it's, it's a people skill. It's, I mean, you can go to all the CE. I mean, I I've been to a boatload of CE and, and granted to be able to deliver high level of care, you've got to do that. 
but that in and of itself is is not going to double or triple your practice. It's it, it it hasn't for me. No, I mean I'm I'm pursuing my masters in AGD, but I've been pursuing it for a long time. It's it's not like I think when I finally get it, it's going to make a difference. I probably won't even put it on my sign out front to be honest. So hey, so as far as your let's 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 circle back now. We're we're getting close to the end here. Um, let's talk about your seminar one more time. So if I was a dentist out there and I like what you're telling me about what well, you know, I'm like, man, that that sounds like something I would like to do. I would like to um, to be sort of the guy in my area known for something. And implants sounds like something I've always been interested in. I would love to learn how to do that from Dr. Ron. So what would that person expect once they signed up and came to your course? Um, I would uh, uh, tell my story, tell how I went from being a GP doing, gosh, I, I did ortho, I did everything. I mean, I, I tried to be, you know, I tried to really push the envelope and do everything, be, be good at everything I did. And, um, and, and corporate changed things for me. And, uh, I mean, I could have just stayed with that, but, um, I think I can show them ways of, of creating expert status in their community. I can show them how to build a funnel and attract people and 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 even if they didn't take it to the level that I've taken it to I think uh, the external marketing and and the staff training and teaching them how to get qualified prospects in your consult room I mean, I, I just, I spent days and days in the consult room and the people would leave and Denise would look at me and say, we'll never hear from her again. You know, I, I'm sure guys out there have, have, have that feeling. They, they've experienced that. I think I can teach guys how to qualify their prospects so that when they walk in the consult room, they got a high percentage. They got a good opportunity to sell the treatment plan, to, to you know, uh, help the patient uh, uh, get what they want. Um, it's not all about IV sedation and dental implants. It's about, you know, separating yourself in the marketplace, making yourself look like the expert and uh, learn how to interact with people in a human way so that they trust you and they come in and, and they they already halfway know who you are before they get there. And, uh, that, that is, uh, that works across all kinds of niches. Uh, even if you hated sedation or didn't want to place implants, I, uh, I think the expert status and, the and, and, and the marketing side of things is, is, uh, a key part of, of what we do. Okay. Well, I, I'm sure if anybody heads up that way, they're going to have a great time. Uh, is it is it a two full day thing or a day and a half? Or how many days is it? It's a, it's a day and a half. Um, 
I'm I'm speaking uh, uh, for several hours. I think three uh, one and a half hour segments on three different topics. Uh, a lot of what we've talked about here, just going into much greater detail. Uh, the second day, I have my my treatment plan coordinator that's worked for me. She's been in dentistry 30 years. Uh, she's worked for me for 13 years and been through all the marketing and, and all the growth that we've been through. Uh, Denise is speaking for an hour and a half the second day, and uh, she, uh, uh, she answers our bat line. Our bat line is the dedicated phone line that takes all the phone calls from my external marketing, and she separates the wheat from the chaff on the bat line. And... Uh, I don't know. They they might learn more from her than they do from me because she she uh, when when she went from being strictly the treatment plan coordinator to being to being the sole person on my bat line, my collection spiked uh, in a big way. Uh, so I, I've got thoughts about your phone and how you screen on the phone and and you know how you play pursuit attraction with people. There's uh, you know it, it's. Uh, uh, there, there's a lot to learn. Uh, I learned a lot. I know that for sure. Well, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I wish it. I wish I could be up there. I got a kid graduating high school, so uh, I will not be able to make this one. But uh, I will certainly be looking for for more you have in the future. But if anybody wants to head up there, it's May seventeenth and eighteenth. Um, and uh, the website, uh, tell me if I'm wrong about this. I think the website is practicetransformationseminar.com. Does that sound right? That's exactly right. Okay. Well, you got anything else, Dr. Ron? I think it's about time to head on out of here. But any closing thoughts? No, no. I, uh, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be informal. It's, uh, I, I'm hoping to have a lot of interaction with the guys that, that come. Uh, we've got quite a few already signed up. Uh, so, you know, I'm, uh, I'm hoping to, to get, uh, uh, you know, what their problems and hurdles are and, and, and have a very, uh, interactive, uh, kind of, uh, uh deal. I'm not going to stand up front and just, uh, talk and, and, and expect everybody to listen. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm hoping that it's, problem solving and, and interactive and never know. I, I probably learned something We all learn when, when, uh, when, when we interact with people that are, that are motivated. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, we, uh, the whole, you know, everybody ought to appreciate you doing it. So, uh, I hope everybody takes you up on that offer. Hope you got, hope you're so successful. You have to end up doing a bunch more of these. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. I've enjoyed talking to you. Thanks, Dr. Ron. Well, you have a great rest of the weekend, and uh, and we hope everybody sees you up there in May. Thanks so much, Chris. All right, we'll see you. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Dr. Chris Griffin Show. Be sure to visit drchrisgriffin.com for the latest resources and updates to keep you more productive every single day you're at the practice. So when you're not working, you can do the things that matter most in life. We look forward to having you join us for another episode of The Chris Griffin Show, where the doctor is always in.